0: Hello, and welcome to the All Saints Podcast. I'm Hugh Cole. Thank you so much for joining us this week as we continue to bring you the sermons from the 10 a.m. service on Sunday morning at All Saints Church in Chevy Chase. We're glad to have you with us, and we hope you will support the podcast by subscribing in the podcast app on your phone, iPad, or other device. This week, we hear from our Associate Rector, the Reverend Brett Frazier, with a sermon for Sunday, August 30th, 2020, entitled, Hospitality of the Heart.
1: I speak this morning in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. In the early 6th century, the famous monk, St. Benedict of Nursia, founded the great monastery of Monte Cassino, south of Rome. Benedict was renowned for his holiness, and it was said that he was even the worker of great miracles. Men, young and old, from every walk of life, from across the regions of Italy and beyond, all came to the monastery, seeking to renounce the world and lead a life dedicated to God, directed by Holy Benedict. Some men were great nobles. They were blessed with abundant riches and great lands. Some were peasants, farmers with little more than the cloak on their back and the sandals on their feet. Some were passionate political partisans. And others were also political partisans who just happened to be passionate about the cause of the opposite side. And yet they had one thing in common, zeal for service of their Lord, Jesus Christ. And so around the year 530 A.D., St. Benedict is welcoming these pilgrim monks to a life of community and prayer and service, and he composes this brief but comprehensive pamphlet to guide them in their union toward God. This small book is the famous Rule of St. Benedict
0: and it lays out a series
1: of instructions for the monks in their life together. The rule addresses everything from the most mundane daily aspects of ordinary life to the great work of holiness and intimacy with Jesus. It's designed as a great equalizer. All men are the same. All men are to follow the rule the same. Everyone follows the same expectations. And just as Christ shows no partiality, the monks are to do likewise. Now, the rule of St. Benedict wasn't the first guidebook for monastic life, but it remains one of the most enduring. It remains one of the most enduring because the instructions within it were incredibly well-balanced. They addressed both those ordinary demands of daily life, and they also attend to this continuing great need of the soul for that holiness and intimacy with Christ. Nearly 1,500 years later, the rule of St. Benedict is still in use in hundreds of monasteries of both monks and nuns to this very day. So why am I sharing all of this with you this morning? Why am I indulging myself with this story from Christian antiquity just this morning? Well, in addition to giving me a wonderful excuse to talk about monasteries, it is also the case that the rule of St. Benedict in all of its brilliance was written precisely with our epistle from St. Paul to the Romans in mind. In Romans chapter 12, verse nine, Paul begins a series of instructions to the Christian community in Rome. He begins, let love be genuine, and then he follows with a series of exhortations. Every instruction is offered to teach Paul's hearers both about their everyday lives and also about their soul's longing for holiness and intimacy with Jesus. In verse 13, Paul directs the Romans to contribute to the needs of the saints and show hospitality to strangers. St. Benedict, drawing directly from Paul and from St. Matthew's Gospel, begins the 53rd chapter of his monastic rule with a similar charge. All guests who present themselves are to be welcomed as Christ. For he himself will say, I was a stranger and you welcomed me. All guests, all guests of the monastery, all guests who present themselves are to be welcomed as Christ. The rule continues to describe how everyone who comes to those gates must be greeted in prayer and friendship. The rich, the poor, the old, the young, men, women, everyone alike. Indeed, there is always to be one monk, a porter, whose entire job it is to sit at the gates and welcome anyone who approaches with the greeting, thanks be to God, or your blessing, please. Now, there are two things here that are notably important. First, see how this vision of Benedictine hospitality Showing welcome to strangers, this Benedictine hospitality works in a way that is opposite from how most of the world understands hospitality. Normally most of us need to get to know someone first before we invite them into our home. We need to be friends first, maybe acquaintances. We need some assurance that we're in control of the situation and that we know just a little bit about someone who we're going to be inviting into these most precious places in our lives. Benedictine hospitality, because it is scriptural hospitality, is the other way around. You do not know who's about to cross the threshold of your doorstep, and yet you welcome them anyway. You know nothing about these people at all, and yet you greet them as you would greet your Lord and Savior. Benedict and his monks lived after the fall of the Roman Empire in a time when lawlessness and looting and terror were commonplace, and yet they opened their doors as they would open them to Jesus. The second thing to note here is that in this Benedictine scriptural hospitality, the welcome of the stranger is essential to living a Christian life. This is not a suggestion or a nice idea. This is a command, and it is a command from the Lord Himself. If we want to follow Jesus and we want to know Him better, if we want to conform our own hearts and wills to the heart and will of the Son of God, it is necessary for us to welcome the stranger. It is necessary for us to set aside our impulses to judge and control. It is necessary for us to choose faith and generosity, even and especially when it makes us uncomfortable. This extension of welcome to the stranger is integral to part of what Paul names genuine love. The word for hospitality that Paul is using in the Greek in this epistle to the Romans is one that is rich with substance and something we don't fully get the breadth of and the command of when we read it in English. Because the word in Greek here is philoxenion, and it literally means love of strangers but with an expectation of friendship. Paul knew that genuine love The love of Jesus Christ demands that we see each and every person and stranger already as a friend. Now we may think about hospitality as this virtue of opening our homes, right? We're hospitable when we invite others to come over for dinner, or when we welcome friends and family to stay with us in our guest rooms. This is all very good and true. But, the fundamental reality of this Christ-like hospitality, this hospitality of genuine love with the expectation of friendship, is that hospitality is not only an orientation of our homes. It is first an orientation of our hearts. It does not mean merely who we permit to sit at our tables and dine with us. It doesn't mean merely who we welcome into our homes and allow to stay in our guest rooms, but it also means who we permit to receive our compassion. Think of the heart as the seat of wisdom and love, and think of who you welcome there. Friends, I'm sure. Family. A favorite writer or a spiritual teacher. For each one of us, there is a set of human beings in the world who, without question, receive our hearts' spiritual greeting and welcome, our hearts' hospitality. But for each one of us, each one of us earthly beings still stumbling through this mortal coil, there is undoubtedly a set of people to whom we do not show our hearts' hospitality. Think of the candidate who you will be voting for for president. Now think of the other guy. Think of the person you avoid in the hallways, at school or work. Think of the person whose Facebook posts make you want to burn down the internet. Think of the journalist you loathe. Think of that uncle who has made debilitatingly terrible life choices. If one of these people were to come to your front door, would you greet them with, thanks be to God, Your blessing, please. No matter who we are, or how holy we might be, for every one of us there is someone who challenges our capacities for hospitality. And Jesus Christ is in love with this person. In the time of St. Paul and the time of St. Benedict, And in our own time today, it is a radical thing to welcome a stranger with love. It is a radical thing to encounter a person in this world and say thanks be to God before we know anything about how they will treat us or what they will give us. In these strange days of social distancing and the utter wreckage of political division, To welcome the stranger with love and an expectation of friendship is ridiculous at best. And dangerous at worst. And yet St. Paul does not mince words. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the hospitality of Jesus. This world is heaving with pain. I know it. I sure know that you know it. There are days that might be better than others, but who among us in the last five months has not sat at some point in prayer and begged of God with the psalmist, how long, O Lord? And you know, I don't know what will happen next. And I don't know what all of this means. But I know without a shred of doubt that all of us have been entrusted with this singular and urgent thing. To believe in a love that is not of this world. To hold fast to a promise that leads us to heaven. To rejoice, bless, welcome, heal, trust, persevere. To throw open the gates of our own hearts. Take the faces of strangers into our hands and cry, thanks be to God. Your blessing, please. Amen.
0: Thank you again for listening to the All Saints Podcast. I hope you'll continue to download future episodes. You can subscribe and have the episodes delivered automatically each week by going to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and clicking subscribe. As we continue to take steps towards being back together inside our church in person, please be well, stay safe, and God bless.